Hang on, are you there? Can you uh, hear me? Is this Barbara? Yeah. Hey, Barbara Lorraine. Hi, I can hear you fine. Oh, good. You know, I'm really pleased that this is um, setting up as easy as it is. Good. Um, I even checked in like 15 minutes earlier to, to make sure that everything was up and running. And I'm glad okay. I did because there was some some uh, things I had to straighten out to figure out how to do this. How are you? Good. How are you? Um, I'm all, I, I, I'm okay. And you know. how's the new move? Is it, are, you, do you, are you happy with it? Well, the difference is that over the other place, um, I was, it was downtown and there was traffic. 24-7, and it was very easy for them to drive by and blast me 24 hours a day. Here, it's a little different. Now, it's um, sporadic, so that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, that's good, Barbara. I'm glad. It is good because I get a break, and, like, uh, I'm not always blasted and... It's really funny, though, when I first became a target, the guy that used to, they, they used to listen to me 24 hours a day. And um, he used to play a radio at night. And I'd wake up and I'd hear this radio. And it was because he was listening to it while he was observing me. And the minute I moved, he'd shut the radio off. So that went on for quite a while. And okay. then he disappeared. And now he's back. Really? So, yeah. And he's been playing the same damn channel, same damn radio station that this was 20 years ago. So yeah. instead of, like, back then, I didn't know that it was two-way, that they could hear you that you could talk to them. Mm. So I didn't say anything to him. So this time I started talking to him and I said, I hate your radio show. I wish you'd shut it off. I think you're a maggot. I think that what you're doing is horrible. You're, you're a, a mercenary. You're getting paid to do this, to hunt me, to hurt me. I said, I don't, I, I think you're a Nazi. <laughs> so I went into this litany of just blah, you know, just mm -hmm. unloaded on him. And I don't hear the radio anymore. Oh, isn't that funny? Yeah, no, it's good to do that. It really is. You know what I did last night? I kind of experimented and I went on to a Native American flute uh, music. And it's different. You know, you're hearing like coyotes and eagles and the flute music, and it's quite, quite authentic. And I played it all night. And it, it's very soothing when you're sleeping. And I'm thinking about buying one or two of them, at least that was one, that new Alexa. Have you heard about that, the Alexa? You can, it's just a small speaker, like a cone. And you can tell, you can ask her any question in the world, she'll answer it. Um, they even, um, and you could say to her, okay, um, 
Alexa, play me American Native uh, Indian music, and she'll do it. And I was saying, wouldn't it be interesting to put one in the house playing the American Native music, put one on the other side of the house, and they have free, um, um, what do you call it, white sound? Oh, yeah. And they also have it in Waves and Cicada and all these different ones. And, and, And Peter finds, like, if I mix them up, it's not it's not bad at all. Well, somebody was telling me, um, I can't remember who, that uh, it play a foreign language. Mm. Uh, because uh, they feel that um, a lot of what's being done is AI. Mm. And, it, and if you play it, like he plays Russian, he speaks Russian. And he speaks uh, Hebrew, and he'll play these languages just to confuse it. Interesting. That that's a really good idea. I remember reading about a man one time, and um, he had V2K, but it was all in French. And he said the woman wasn't like yelling or anything. It was very soft and uh, very very calming. <laughs> and he said, you know, I didn't know what she was saying, so it didn't bother me. You know, it was annoying, but. She, it wasn't like she was yelling, you know. Yeah. Um, so, and so I found that interesting, too. Um, I would like to know, does Karen Stewart, you know, I think about this all the time. She went on Frank's show. She has made um, verbal statements on um, uh, targeted, indif- what's it called? What's that other one called? Um, targeted. Targeted. I know, there's a bunch of them. I get confused. No, it's a good, it's a good one, though. Um, and then she made a... Justice. Written, targeted justice? Yes, yes. And um, she made another one. And she got on, I don't know if you were on that night, but she said, she put it on, did you know that President Trump is going to do this and that and do this and that, and he is going to get an executive order um, to stop this. And when he does, um, these people call the peacemakers, they're going to be like the police for for this situation, are going to come and arrest everybody, and they will be executed. Now, she goes from executed to arrested. There's a big difference. Um, she's making these comments, but y- you don't hear anything more about it. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, she, she got a, a lawyer. Got a lawyer. Yeah. I went into, uh, I got a, a text from her. I started another Facebook page under a different name. Only one other target knows my name on that. And evidently I got on her mailing list. So she's been sending me links for a mailing list. Um, she quit speaking to me um, quite a while ago. Uh, really? because of uh, comments I made to her about religion. And um, the comment that I think really made her mad is I asked her, how can you support a, um, what's the word for killing a lot of people? Uh, I forget. But how can you be, oh, I know what I said. How can you support a Holocaust when you're in a Holocaust? 
because she's a Christian evangelical and she supports the movement against the Palestinian people. So when I asked her that, she cut me dead right there and yeah. uh, wouldn't answer my question. And uh, so, she, but, but with this other name, I don't know how I got on a list. I didn't put myself there and go seeking her, but um, I was looking at her. Um, but since she contacted me, I said, well, the hell with it. She doesn't know who I am. So I went and I started uh, uh, because of you wanting to know what she's doing. I started investigating her link and uh, it wasn't that, you know, it wasn't anything. It wasn't anything to it. You know what I mean? Really? Because she, she made, she said, um, more than likely it's going to happen like around Christmas. It could be more into January, but it's definitely going to happen. She claims she hired an attorney because of her background at the NSA. Um, she um, got somebody to believe in her, and she claimed she got a letter back from President Trump. And he said, after I'm done dealing with this immigration situation and human trafficking, then I will address your issue. But then she went on and on and on. And you know what I mean? Uh, nobody has seen this letter. And I think if maybe, you know, maybe the lawyer has it, doesn't want well, to like this out. Well, Sessions is a Christian evangelical, and I guess Pence is supposed to be really religious, and he sides with the Christian evangelicals, but Sessions is gone. So if she's using him for an in or other people, I don't know. You know, I, I know that uh, Trump is surrounded by them. There's a lot of uh, Christian evangelicals that are supporting him. And uh, he told him, he said, listen, I gave you what you want. You better support me coming up for the next election. You better get your people out to vote for me. Right. And, uh, right. But I, I don't know, you know, I, I'll have I to. I get tired of, uh, you know, staying up, but I won't do it anymore. Okay. What? Uh, I won't stay up till 9 o'clock at night, wait for a call. And if it's interesting, sometimes you're up till like 10 or 11. Um, some of these people don't have to get up early. I do get up early, you know. I'm up as early as like quarter or five, you know, pretty much consistently every morning. Uh, maybe many of them can sleep in, you know, it's their business. Why do you get up that early? I always had dogs. Work? So I always get up that early and work. And, um, you know, when I get up in the morning, you know, I have four wild cats that I feed every morning. I have all the birds that I'm feeding, and then the freaking turkeys come and eat everything, and then I got to do it again, and then I go out and take a walk with Pete, and we go down the canal, we take a nice walk, and then we just kind of do our own thing all day, because we're both retired now. So it's so weird, Barbara, being retired. I mean, all my life I work. All my life I worried. Um, you know, and then I said to myself, geez, so, you know, where are we going to get an income for, you know, I'm always looking, like, where, how are we going to pay this? And... Um, it's, it's, it's nice, but, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I've always been used to running, you know, running, running, running. So it's, it is nice. And it's, uh, but we've been down at his parents quite a few times. And I said to Peter, it's like almost driving to the border of New York every day. 
And I said, I can't do this anymore. We have older cars, and I don't want to be stuck on the side of the road, you know? And yeah. so I said, you know, we've got to kind of cool this. She's in one of the best facilities in Massachusetts, the best. And they pay a lot of money to be there. So, you know, every time she has a little problem, you know, she's got everybody there to help her. So we just, you know, it was their decision to move there. They didn't come from Western Mass. They came from Sandwich over the bridge oh. from where we are. Yeah. So they just kind of said, oh, this is, we like this, you know. And they were there for 10 years, and they lived independently until she fell. And then all of a sudden, it was like this big quagmire. They got thrown out of their apartment. They paid 375000 for this apartment there. And guess what? If you can't occupy it in the contract and fine, fine print in 30 to 40 days, then they will consider you no longer able to live independently. Then they just transfer you somewhere else, and it's not nice. It's just a room. You know, versus a beautiful apartment overlooking the... What did they do with your apartment? They, you know what they did? They took the money. They're supposed to give it back to the executor who's Peter's brother, you know? And they said, well, we'll keep the money on hand, and then that way you'll never have to worry about a payment again as long as they live. And David said, well, what happens, you know, if there's funds left? He goes, oh, no, we'll return it to you. We'll do a complete accounting. They have this money covered anyways. And I said, you should have freaking argued with them. It was nobody's business to throw them out. They should have just said they own it. You know, they don't have to leave. Maybe they want to live there in another year. Who the hell knows? But, you know, he kind of went along with them, and she was very upset. But now things are getting a little better, you know. But uh, I don't know. Everything is like seems to be havoc everywhere. I have a dear friend of mine. I've noticed since we were 11 years old, and um, her husband was a pharmaceutical salesman. Always made big money, you know. And um, all of a sudden, she calls me up and she goes, "Lorraine, I got a job at the loft." And I said, "Oh, nice." And she goes, "Well, I have to." I said, "Oh." And I said, well, part-time? She goes, yeah, 20 hours a week. It's just enough. I make a couple of hundred bucks. I looked it up. The minimum wage is still 11 bucks an hour. Ooh. And um, he lost his job last March. So they've been living on credit cards from last March till now. Wow. Brought three kids in, um, and she's in denial, Barbara. I mean, she's like, oh, no, things are going to get better. Seventy thousand dollars in credit card debt, and, you, and oh. you guys don't really work. Um, oh, I don't know what's gonna. I just I get upset when I hear this stuff, you know. So, but um. I've been through it too, you know. I mean, we got out of it, but it's just, you know, it's tough. Well, that's what Catherine Austin Fitz was saying. How, you know, they're asset stripping everybody. Mm-hmm. They're taking in everything from anybody that they can. And that's a lot of. Did you hear? Did you listen to the new video by uh, Ramola? No, but I, I don't know what the hell's going on. But it's, uh, something came out where they were wicked against her. I'm like, she's the nicest person, you know? Right. No, so no. But, but but she just did a couple of interviews with this psychologist, and the psychologist is a target. Now, a lot of people, a lot of women that I know that are targets uh, got to be targets by 
uh, becoming like PETA. Okay. You know, like they're feeding animals and this, uh, this woman uh, feeds cats and has dogs and all of this stuff. So somehow she got into uh, protesting and all of a sudden she's a target and she's a psychologist and the interview is about her. She she did a two-part series. I mean, they did shit to her. She had a beautiful house, gorgeous antiques, very wealthy, very well-to-do, and she used to go out and feed cats and stuff like that. And They targeted her. They don't want people feeding cats and dogs. They want them dead. Fuck them, you know? That's what well, I'm they, you know, they... And I'm sorry. I, you know, you don't... It's like Peter said to me, um, tell them when you go on the call tonight, he goes, tell them they're constantly asking me for money, constantly, since day one. I said, tell them McDonald's is hiring, you know, and that's how you have to treat it. <laughs> well, the re uh, the, what I figured out, what I was thinking about was why would they target dogs? Why would they target cats? Why would they go after oh, these hurt. animals yeah. that are people's pets? And it's because I think, especially like if you're feeding wild animals and stuff, like wild cats, like feral cats and stuff, That's what I and yeah. dogs, right. Well, I think the reason that they go after them is that because of Agenda 21. That Sarah, what is they, that? What, is, what exactly is that? Okay. What... Agenda 21 is they want to move everybody into mega cities. And they're only on like the East Coast, the West Coast, just um, a few other places I, I can't recall. But the rest of the country is going to be like this wildlife um, area. You can really? go into it, but you can't live there. You can't build a house there. You can't own property. You won't be able to own property anymore. So They're gonna. Camp, you know? Well, you'll you'll be you know you'll be in these uh, smaller apartments type of thing, and uh, you you won't have a home. You'll have an apartment. Um, and what they'll do with the rest of the country is. Um, they're going to make these big pathways for uh, animals to go like across the United States, the top, down the end, um, across the bottom, and up the East Coast. They're going to have like these pathways for the animals and uh, the interior also. But people will be only allowed to live in certain areas. Have you seen those new things? I was watching a show the other night. It was uh, it's a really it's a reality show, but it's like getting off the grid. And these two people oh, yeah. in Wyoming, they bought like Jesus. You know, Wyoming isn't cheap. You know, everybody thinks oh you're out in the mountains like Montana. I have a friend of mine who lives out in Wyoming. He's been renting because he said the problem is if you come to buy a house, the minimum is a million dollars because most of these properties come with like ten, fifteen, fifty acres. And it's valuable. It's like oh, you know, farming yeah. and horses. 
Yeah. And he made good money. He opened up a bagel shop out there with two other girls, and he did fantastic. But he sold it. He moved to, I think, Seattle or Oregon or somewhere. But it just, um, you know, I say to my, oh, I'm watching this, this show. They were designing. They designed this little, little house. It was all solar-free. I mean, we're talking like uh, compost toilets. Uh, just amazing. Then they said, well, we need a guest house now. And they designed this little, like, I don't think it was even 400 square feet. But they had a bathroom in there, a little functioning kitchen, you know, a bedroom on the top. It was just like, that's that's what I'm thinking T.I. should do. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's um, what they're planning is like these tiny homes and stuff. They want people to start with, you know, like the Japanese do. They they have these where you just go in and sleep right. <laughs> type of thing. Right, right. Well, Nothing that's what they want to do, you know. They, they're, they're going to get rid of people owning property. They're going to get rid of that completely. They can't. Um, They'd have to get rid of the world. Uh, Bob, right. You know what I mean? They want to cut back. Like there's, I guess there's 8 billion people. Uh, I'm just, I'm not sure about the number, but I know it's around there. They want to get rid of 7, 7 billion? billion people. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the world's going to be empty. <laughs> you know, that's Agenda 21. And there was some other things. I listened to this lady, and she was going through the whole spiel on Agenda 21. And it isn't going to, and then they want to um, make these farms vertical. Yeah. And political? Uh, huh? You say political? No, vertical. Oh, vertical. Okay. Yeah, they're building farms that are vertical. They want to get rid of all the small farmers. And build these vertical farms. Um, there was an awful lot more that they, they were doing, and she pretty much scared the shit out of me. Where'd she get her information from? Um, they had some meetings about this. A whole bunch of rich people had meetings about this and set it up and planned it. I guess they were in South America. They went down to South America and uh, had these, like, Davos type of thing. Yep, yep. And uh, then I guess uh, that Kissinger uh, file, <clears throat> Resources versus Population Growth, that, um, it's called, uh, what is it called? Um it's a memorandum, a national study, um, national study something, memorandum on population growth versus resources. And the rich are scared that the resources are going to um, uh, get used up and there isn't going to be anything left for them or their progeny. Well, look at this, okay? Look at this government shutdown, okay? Um, 840,000 people out of work. They said the next thing that's going to happen, people that are getting food stamps are not going to get them. 
I don't understand that, but I did hear it on the radio. And is that considered the federal government food stamps or state? I don't know. I think it is the federal government. Because one time Trump said he wanted to get rid of food, the food stamp program completely and send out those, um, you know, those express meals, you know. He thought oh, yeah. they were more healthier. Because I hate to say it, but some people that are on food stamps, they sell them, you know, for drugs. They'll sell the, the actual card. If they have 200 bucks on it, they'll take 50 you know. Or they're not a lot. And I'll talk to the girls at the, the supermarket, and they know the way I shop. <clears throat> and I'm a cook, and I'm, I'm really careful about the way I shop, and I'm very careful about what I buy. And um, she said, Lauren, you got to see it. She goes, somebody who just came through before, and I've known these girls for like 20 years, and they'll say they're buying lobsters, swordfish, you know, like top of the line, stuff that we can't afford, you know? Mm. And I said, well, um, that's their business, I guess. But I think, oh, the point I was making, if you have 840,000 people, today was supposed to be a rally countrywide. Everybody was going to together, get together and just rally. Now, that's 840,000 people. I think we're more than that. You know what I'm saying? You mean and on scams? On, on being TIs. Oh, No, 840,000 yeah. people not getting their checks. Well, I think everybody's a t target. They just don't know it yet. Yeah, I agree with that. I've said that for a long time. I said there's targets that are over it, and there are targets that are covert. And you you think about the perps, right? They're controlled. They're mind controlled. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, so you can count them in. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think they're all chipped too, uh, Barbara, you know? Well, and, you know, uh, I, I had I had doubts about that for a long, long time. But after listening to Frank, because he finally explained to me that he says, how they do it is because he's into the satellite thing because he, he took a trip out west where nobody was around and he still had V2K. So this has bothered him for a long time. And he talked to Richard Lighthouse, which is not his real name. But this is Richard Lighthouse's, uh, I guess, his theory. He said that what they do is they they chip people. And they give them an IP address. So what they do is they broadcast this uh, uh, audio via satellite. Now, I don't know if it goes to the towers and then it's broadcast from there or whether it's directly broadcast from the satellites. But he says everybody has an IP address. And what happens is only those IP addresses that the satellite dials up gets it. He said everybody else doesn't get the message, but except those IP addresses, like say Frank has an IP address that's three and mine's five, he'll get the he'll get the message, but I won't, because I, I I very rarely hear V2K and it's usually local. Okay, okay. I've heard yeah, them. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. So this Richard Lighthouse, his background. Did he just study all of this, or did he? Um, 
did he uh, is he a scientist or does he have any kind of a background to yeah, engineer? Yeah, but I don't know what it is. I I haven't really paid much he more attention. He contacted me one time and I asked you. I said, you know, can do you trust this guy because I don't really know him. Eh. Um, he contacted me somehow and um he wanted the report from Tulsa's. Everybody wants my report from Tulsa's. And I just said, you know, why do they I want really your report from Tulsa's? He wanted to examine it and put it in his book. I thought he was a crook. Who? Tulsa's. Yeah. Well, I think he is, you know. He's, he, he That's what I heard. Him. He stole from a lot of people. Well, I hired him, you know. And uh, $7,000. It wasn't like he was so bad, but you could just tell. Um, when he came into my house, after two days, he asked me if he could stay over because they were going to be doing um, the spectrum analyzed that night. I said, no problem. He goes, we just want Peter to sleep and be more relaxed, and we're going to be watching this and filming it. I said, no problem. And then the next day, they weren't doing really anything, you know? Yeah. And he said, "Is it? can I stay over? And I said, no. I said, I paid you $7,000, okay? And I took a big chance. I wired it to somebody who I didn't even know, you know? And I think you should have enough funds um, to get your own hotel. You know, I'm yeah. not putting you up. And then, we, and then it got very frictionous with us, you know, with me and him. He did not like me, and I did not like him because he knew I was on to him. Then he brought his sidekick. Her name was Dawn, like, uh, like some Indian name. And she was lovely. She actually was a nice woman. And, um, but you could just tell. You know, the two of them were good. And he was telling me, he goes, oh, invest everything in gold, gold, gold. And he, he set up like a bed for Pete. I ended up giving that whole thing to Kate. I should have just thrown it out. But I figured if she could use it, whatever. And um, it was all bullshit, you know. And he had us get out of the house. He had to, we had to empty everything out that had metal in the house so he could scan the whole house, and then they made us go to a hotel and stay overnight and um, you know, scan Pete. And it, it's just, you know. And then he finally did something called a parabolic antenna. And he he puts this big thing up on the side of the house. He's trying to figure out where the signal's coming from. Finally, they do get some kind of a signal of radiation, and it's filmed, but it's only for like 45 seconds. And oh, wow. he goes, so so he says to me, I- I'm getting like a signal, but I just don't know what it's coming from. I said, well, we have Otis Air Force Base, you know, right across the canal. We have, um, you know, the other one there, you know, the two, the nuclear detector, cave paws. He goes, oh, he goes, those are there? I go, yeah. And he, I go, didn't you know that? And then when he wrote his whole report, he based it all on what I told him. And, and I just said, oh, jeez. You know, uh, go away, you know. And in the beginning, I liked him, but then I could just say, he's old. He was old, too. He was like an old hippie, you know. And um, it, was just, it was kind of a joke, you know. It was like, go to this hotel. And then at one point, we had a meet at a restaurant. And then those two ordered, like, whatever they wanted to order. And they're looking at me as if I was going to pick up the check. And I said, I'm not picking up this check. I'll pick up my own check, and you two can pick up your own check, okay? Not to you. Yeah. And then uh, and then at the end, and we had a woman living here. It was weird. I was on a board of directors for condominiums, and she was, like, on it, too. Didn't really even know her. 
except for going to the meetings, because I had an interest. We had condos there years ago. <clears throat> she came to my door, knocked on my door, told me she was homeless. She had this huge job in a hospital, huge. And she believed everything we would, you know, this all stuff had just started happening. And so she moves in, and then she's flirting with this guy. And I'm like, Marcia, what are you doing? She goes, well, what's the problem? I go, the problem is he's here to work, and you're flirting, and you're, inter- you're interrupting him. And he lost it every minute of it, you know, because I'm sure nobody gave him two looks. And the next day, I said, get your shit. Get out of my house, okay, because you're just, you're just too much. I mean, I'm, I'm making chicken and rice and vegetables and everything every night for dinner, and she says to me, I can't eat this. Why? And she said, I'm a vegetarian. I said, you're a vegetarian? I go, you have no money. You have nothing. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a gourmet cook. I am, Barbara. I'm probably like you. I know you cook. And, and I said, um, so I started, you know, buying fish and stuff like that. I'm like, what am I doing here? Fish was like, you know, 10, 12 bucks every time we went out and bought it. And finally I said, Monsieur, if you're a vegetarian, you need to either eat what I give you with the bread, the vegetables and stuff, but I can't go around you. I'm very sorry. I'm giving you, I gave you my master bedroom with, with, with a private bath. I mean, how far does it go? So after she pulled the shit with Tulsa, I said, I got up in the morning and she said, I am so upset the way you treated me. I said, I didn't treat you. I just told you the truth. I said, you know, get your shit and please leave, okay? Good for you. I said, between those two and you, I said, you should actually go with them, okay? Because they'll travel across the country. Maybe you could be in a, the second assistant, okay? Oh, it was like a circus show. Yeah, Holy it was, was bullshit. Hmm. Yeah. I, it's you know it's amazing to me that there are so many targets who will turn around and steal from other targets. James Walbert did that to us, and did you know he was on the History Channel, um, oh. the American History Channel? They featured something called mind control, and they asked him to go on it. And I felt like saying, "I wish I could see it," because um, they interviewed him. And I'm not saying he's not one, but he took us for 2500 bucks, And um, never heard from him again. Called me up one night drunk. Um, and then I said, you know what, James? I go, I'd like an accounting of everybody that's, you know, you should at least be doing a quarterly accounting of what's going on. And he had a really great idea, and he showed us the contracts and everything. Called up a company in... Um, they were in Turkey, Coca-Cola. He invented some thing called clean can technology where the tops of the covered. Are you there? Yeah, the, the what? The tops of yeah. the Coca-Cola bottles would be covered with a sterilized um, cover. Roof call. Um, would be covered with a, um, like, like an aluminum sealer. Well, um, I've heard there were just several people killed recently. What? From from the that that they store these um, soda containers, the metal ones, in the yeah. warehouse, and the mice yeah. get on them and poop, and people yeah. drink that and they get sick. There was 
or two or three people just died from that. Well, recently? Yeah. But this is the whole thing of his thing, like keeping the tops of the cans clean. Right. And, and when you when you torque it off, it was a great idea. And when yeah. you took it off, um, it, it was biodegradable, and there was no problem with, you know, recycling it. And he had a contract in Turkey with the Coca-Cola company. Called the person. They said, no, we're, we're, we're looking into this. We're very serious about it. So, you know, he asked for 25 and said, okay. So that money that I did pay for the animation project for marketing. And he, he was very blunt and very honest up front. But then the damn machine cost a million bucks. I go, James, where are you going to get that kind of money? The machine that actually does this. It has to be a machine that, like, caps the ball right. and goes down off of a vendor. goes boom, boom, boom. He goes, no. He goes, I got, I got investors. You know, we'll, we'll do it. Then he calls me up one night. He was wicked drunk. And he goes, Lorraine, he goes, I need like $50,000. And I go, well, I don't have that, James, okay? And then he then he calls me up another time. He goes, yep, yep, we're getting money in now. Pretty soon you'll be getting big, big checks. And he goes, I got a couple of checks here for 200000 I said, okay. I said, hopefully we'll get a check soon. He goes, oh, no. He goes, I already cut a check for myself, my mother, my two kids. I said, well, that's nice. I go, you didn't think about your investors? And it was just all bullshit. And then I heard later that he moved to Wisconsin because they were harassing him so badly. But I think that was a lie. And um, he was just strange. He called me up at 5 in the morning one time. He was a woman. He wasn't strange. He was a crook. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) It wasn't strange. It was a crook. He, but that's I, exactly like other people um, that get conned into doing this and that. And I won't do it. Do you remember Magnus Olson Magnuson? Right. And he, uh, when he ran into Mary in Connecticut, I guess she said he took her for a couple of thousand, maybe. Well, remember the pendant he was selling from Russia? No. Oh, you're talking about Mangus Olsen. Yes. And I thought he was yeah. supposed to be pretty good. A nice guy, you know? And <sighs> he claimed they found something, and I didn't get into it. I did call him, and he goes, no, this thing's really working. But then I said, I want to sit back and wait. And I was reading the reviews, and people were writing in and saying, on oh, Derek's thing, and saying, well, it seems like it works a little bit. And then at the end of like three months, he said, this thing doesn't work at all, you know? Right. It was bullshit. So, so who got that money? I don't know. <clears throat> he's, I, I mean, you don't I, even I hear about him anymore. Yeah, well, he's still on my message list on Facebook. He's still but there. He's supposed to be a pretty good guy in the beginning, don't you think? <clears throat> well, he's the one who convinced Benny that uh, being a target was a real thing. Because when I called Benny, now I heard about Ennis. For some reason, he got my attention, and I chased his email down, and I emailed him, and I uh, told him in a very uh, soft way about targeting. You know, I didn't go into the real stuff that they do. I kind of did it like... um, I didn't mention electronic weaponry. I just right. mentioned how they were doing it, entering the houses, breaking stuff, you know, uh, 
Uh, Who's Vinny? Vinny, Bill Vinny. Oh, Bill. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. So I, I, I called him and I told him about being a target. And he, from what I understand, he didn't believe me. And then when he went to Europe, he ran into Mangus Olsen. And I guess Mangus convinced him that being a target was a real thing. And he even explained to him about how the weapons worked. Right. And when Bill Binney came back from Europe, he believed me. And we emailed each other for quite a long time. He's the, I'm the one he got the idea that this is a totalitarian state. He started using that word after I emailed him and told him my beliefs because I've had all kinds of weapons done to me. And from what I can see that the control these weapons have over people they can take anybody and control them 24-7, 365, and have this person completely under their control. They can do it. Mm-hmm. And you only need certain people to do this to, and um, you can control the world. <laughs> right. A totalitarian state. Thing? I was going to mail it to you. I saved it. It's a new... Um, tank, China has come out with a microwave weapon. Um, they're putting it on their tanks and they claim oh, it can I take out seen mass, that. masses. Yeah, I'll send it to you. It was brand, brand, oh, new, brand new. It was something else too that they, they the Chinese came out with. They had a, either a torpedo or a missile that would take out an aircraft carrier. There Did you read been. about that one? Did you read about no. that one? No, but I'm going to say Yeah, China mine. developed some sort of a, I don't know if it's a missile or torpedo or, I know a torpedo can, you know, do damage, but they've come out with something that'll take out an aircraft carrier one shot easy. And I would say, would you, would you say that that might be laser? Um. No, it was so so intense. Microwave, microwave. Oh, I I saved yeah microwave. I saved the article and I said I gotta send that to you. You know what? You have so many addresses that I have to actually go back to what you sent me and then send it to you because a couple of times I sent it to I don't know which one not Yahoo but the Gmail. Yeah, you sent it. No, yeah, coming back to me. Yeah, I got Yahoo now, right? Yeah, send it to Yahoo. Yeah, because for a while there, um, well, they stopped letting me, I had Apple, Safari, and it was, uh, they they wouldn't let me send emails anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they, it, I'm being blocked, not on my laptop, and um, not on, like, Xfinity, but I'm being blocked on their server. So they shut me down that way, and they won't let me open it up for some reason. They pushed me over to Yahoo and Gmail. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. I don't All know right. why. Uh, because, I don't know, Julianne McKinney controls that. Uh, okay. 
Hotmail account it, it, for the targets and this, you know, for targets. And um, she, she, she threw me off. She threw me completely off. She had the, some of these targets have the ability to do that. I think she's a perp. Do you know who Julia McKinney is? I do, and I know her whole background, and I remember when we were on Derek's, you know, for a while there. And I don't have anything against Derek, you know. What did I mean? you think? I just, do you think she's a perp? Who, him? No, I don't. Julia McKinney. That, yeah, they, they kind of all went against her at one point and thought she, was, she wasn't what she was supposed to be. You know, because she was in the service. She had some kind of high So she there. says, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she says, that's right. And so I, I've read, you know, I read a lot of stuff. I don't necessarily enjoy these calls, you know. Um, and I agree with Paula. I don't know where she is this week. Maybe she's doing something. But um, she said to me that when you're on any of these calls, you know, the monitors are very nice, and then all of a sudden they'll get a new group, and then all of a sudden they ignore you, and then you can't get a, a word in edgewise, and then they pretend like you're not even there. And I agree with her, you know, um, mm. with Frank. And I don't want to say anything bad about Frank because I really like Frank, but and I won't go on his call again for a while. But um, he's all about numbers. I mean, the more, the more, the merrier. The more, the merrier. The more he just wants, he's competing against targeted justice and Derek. And he'll say wonderful things about Derek, but when what's that, Karen Stewart went on, went on his show one time as a guest speaker, she said, and in the end, and this went right up his ass, in the end, she said, I want everybody here to go on targeted justice. It's a wonderful, and Frank went crazy. Crazy. He goes, what have they ever done? What have they ever accomplished? I'm working seven days a week. And she kept going on and on about it. And he went nuts. And it becomes like this, like the like Frank's the Johnny Carson show. You know, Derek is like, you know, um, you know, the Jay Leno show. It's becoming like this weird reality of these people having their own shows that nobody knows about but us. And it becomes a competition, and it really does. Well, from what I understand, it's um, it can be an income. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Well, Derek is charging. Well, I sent uh, what's his name? Uh, I sent Frank sixty dollars. See. And how I do you know that you're that alone? Just once, just for Christmas. And I said, you know, I appreciate all you do. I know you put a lot of time in. I said, don't put this towards billboards or anything. I already donated to that. I said, but um, buy yourself something nice for Christmas, you know? And he said, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lorraine. And then after that, his whole attitude kind of changed. And then when I, I just kind of texted him on something. He, he, and he'll text me back, not necessarily the same day. And um, I just had kind of an idea. And he's like, what? Ugh, ugh. You know, and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, I said, you know, when I started out in this situation, I was on Derek's call, before I could even finish it, you know, and just, just explain to him that we accomplished a lot, he said, well, then go to Derek's call. Go to Target of Justice. Go here. Go wherever you want, you know? 
And I said, you know what, Frank? Frank wants to be a leader. Yeah, that's exactly. He wants to be the top, the top dog. I don't know if he wants to be the top, but I, I think he wants to be one of the leaders, you know, like, like Derek's a leader and Ella's a leader. He wants to be in that group and he's, he's, well, he used to always say, well, when, when the leaders all get to get together or the hosts all go together and he was like, you know, la di da. And I used to think it was funny. You know, know, we only, him and I only, if, if this is your status in life, I'm yeah. really sorry. <laughs> well, that's what I picked up on. And he was mad mm-hmm. that I just brought up Derek. I didn't say, I, I, I kind of emailed him back and I said, I didn't say I was going on his show or anybody else's. I've been happy with yours. And then he was so angry that I brought up the other two or three that he said, just go there. You know, just go to Target. Go, go to Derek. Go, to, go there, you know. And I wanted to write back and say, why don't you go to hell, you know? You don't tell me what to do. Well, I get tired of talking to Feather. (laughs) Yeah. She drives me crazy. The problem is, too, and you know that Amy, I think you knew her. She texts me, not texts me, but emails me sometimes. Not all the time, but she'll email me. Ashley? She's the one who's a nanny. Oh, Anne. A nanny. Yes, yeah. Anne. Anne from Reading. I don't know her. You know, talked to her a couple of times. And the next thing, she absolutely wanted my uh, my email and all the stuff. And I said, well, I, I'm not comfortable giving it over the phone. And um, just go through Frank. And then she doesn't do anything nuts or anything like that. She's just very nice. She'll, she'll just text me every once in a while and say, Merry Christmas. Or I hope you're doing well. And blah, blah, blah. And we just leave it like that, you know. I don't call. He's a social butterfly. You're a yeah. contact. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, but it's okay. In, in, like Ian yeah. knows Kate Ryan. Oh, does she? Yeah. So well, I asked Frank about. Cam. I asked for. I asked Frank about uh, Kate one time, and she said she's nothing now. As if I go, what do you mean she's nothing? And she goes, no, she goes, she has about four people on her call. That's it. She used to have a huge following, and she doesn't have that. I said, well, she's also getting older, too, Frank. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to say when I met her, she was 62. And that was old. So I'm going to say she's nearing 68, 69. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So she's, you know, she did put a lot of effort and work into it, but I didn't appreciate what she did to me and many other people. And... um and I was telling her about Sharon Marquis, and she was on your sh- call one time when Anthony was on it. And she told me, she called me one day, and she was in the service also. And she said to me, Lorraine, she goes, Kate invited me to this, you know, kind of like a thing where TIs got together. She was in Rhode Island. And so she was excited. When she got there, they hammered her. They ignored her. They called her every name in the book, and Kate Ooh. called her a perp, and she was not a perp, Barbara, at all, in any way. Wow. Why, so, did, she, why did they do that? Well, that, she did it to me. She went around and told everybody it was And I said, you know what, Kate, you're sick. You know what I mean? You're really sick. She was jealous. 
because I put the blame on her for Christina and Jill's death. Christina told me she went up there, stayed with Kate. She said it was the most miserable time I ever had in my life, Lorraine. I finally just said to Kate, I am so out of here. I'm leaving. You're sick in the head. And when she got back, Kate blackballed her from all the um, calls. At the time, Is, it was only I thought that he had something to do with Peter. No, it had nothing Who? to do with Peter. Nothing. Oh, it's Peter doesn't nothing? get involved. Mm -mm. Peter does not go on calls except for you and maybe Frank every great once in a while. No. It came down to the fact that Kate blackballed her um, from from her call and then and, called um, up Derek. Derek's. And and at the time, there was only her calling Derek's. You know what I mean? There wasn't very much right. back then. Right. And so she was calling me every night. She was going crazy. And I said, Christina, I said, we, she lived in uh, Situate. And she said, Lorraine, she goes, you know, I don't know what the hell I did, but, you know, I could, I could not call, you know, tolerate this woman. The place was filthy. Um, she was treating me like crap. And finally, she goes, I just got my car and left. I said, okay. And she goes, and Kay said, no, I can't take her behavior anymore. I'm going to, you know, just get her off the call. She needed that support. She had nobody. And then she convinced Derek into not letting her on the calls. And two days later, she committed suicide. No, two days later. I'd say about a week later. And she was calling me every night. And I said, you know what, Christina, anytime you want to come down, no problem. I said, but, you know, don't worry about it. And she was so upset about being blackballed and not having, you know, like her normal thing to be able to talk back to then, Back then, there wasn't much support. And people were desperate for yeah. anything right. to figure right. out what's going on. And I definitely, one of the things I said on um, Derek's call was no TI should be kicked out of the calls. Absolutely. I says you can't and, do that to such a vulnerable population. Well, not even that. Do you remember that night you had an argument with Frank? And Frank said, I will never turn anybody off my call. Never, never, never. Well, he muted you. No, I don't know him saying that, but, but I'm certain he would, you know. Yeah, but I did call him. I didn't call him. I, I texted him. I said, I'm going to quote what you said over and over again. You never mute. Not everybody is going to agree. You guys are just arguing about whether it's satellite or something. It wasn't some big deal, you know. Everybody has a right to their opinion, you know. It's just not one thing. And, um, and I think said, there well, was a pro goes, there's a problem goes, no. in this in this in this uh, group though, because people are so they're having a they were having a hard time, you know, believing stuff, and for someone to come along and take the opposite, you know, instead of giving them that 100% support they needed. It was very difficult for a lot of people. I used to do that to people, uh, you know, go for reality rather than some bullshit about religion. And people, people couldn't handle it. A lot of people couldn't handle it. They I know. They would attack me, you know. It was harder back then. It really was, you know. I mean, when we It was a lot harder. 
because there was yeah. so few of us and uh, I think a lot of people were very insecure about themselves and what was going on you know like Christine I'm sure she was driven to it I know several other people who've been killed by this shit and every once in a while even after Kate and I stopped talking she actually emailed me and she said Lorraine did you know this person and I emailed her back I said no I didn't he goes well he was a TI and they found him hung he hung himself. I said, so I wrote her back, and I said, damn it, Kate, how do you know he hung himself? How do you know many of these people live alone, you know? They could break into their homes, they walk in, and stage that if they're professionals. And that's how I feel, too, you know? Yeah, but where does the real person go? You mean that, that they would walk in and hang somebody, right? You, yeah. you don't mean like the person did it as a suicide. Right. Oh my God! I never even thought of that. Yeah. Holy shit! It, if you were Lorraine, you just blew my ass off. <laughs> yeah. I, I would say when you go in your house, you check everything, check every single thing, and you know what? Uh, Barbara, carry a knife, okay? Keep a split. You can buy them an Ace Hardware or something. Get a switchblade and keep it on you, okay? I'm not kidding you. I'm saying. Um, I, I, my whole background was criminalistics and forensics. I went to Northeastern. And um, when, when everybody kept saying to me, and there was another, several other women uh, five years ago, they found them hung, and I just said, this is not making sense. You know? Wow. Um, no autopsies, no this. And next thing you know, oh, the funerals, you know, Where like was four this, days later. in Boston? In Boston? Um, Boston? And, and elsewhere in California. Wow. Yeah, but you, do you see what I'm saying? Do yeah. You, do you remember those two people? One person was a very prominent uh, black man, uh, very smart. He was a young man, and he lived in Georgia, but he worked for Washington in the Disease Control Center. All right? And, Why does that ring um, a bell? Yeah, he disappeared, okay? Right. Couldn't find him, left his dog home. Um, his parents were worried to death, and they were old, and they drove all the way to Georgia. And they found him in the river. They said, oh, we committed suicide. That is such bullshit, okay? Then there was that judge, high-end Supreme Court judge. She was out jogging or something in New York or something. He just found her in the river, you know? Bullshit. Wow. And there was never any, wow. no, no news media on it, no follow-up, no nothing. I checked every single thing after that for months. Nothing. It was all hushed. So, you know, that's how I feel. I don't think Christina, I think Christina may have slit her wrists. You know, she had tried to do that before. And um, so I think I she actually she hung herself. I never knew. I just kind of assumed because she tried to do it before, slitting her wrists. She no, had some I mental illness. She hung herself. Oh, really? Yeah. Kate never told me. But well, I asked her. No, but I heard she, said, I she hung know. herself. She was from situation. She was a, a from a Greek family, and um, I talked to her up to about two nights before. She called me faithfully every night, and she would just want to talk, and I let her talk. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
And she said, you know, Lorraine, I went and visited my mother. We had the nicest time. We just played cards. And she goes, she calls me Tia, you know, like Tia instead of Christina. Well, her her real name was Tina, not Christina. She renamed herself. She used to send me emails. She'd have four different crazy emails, you know, like, um, you know, Ladybug 2 or something like that. She didn't believe in also using her real name and didn't want to be tracked. She was smart. And many of the things that she said to me were true. And back then, we didn't know an awful lot about it. You know, we were just right. getting here, getting there. And she was good at what she was doing. And she was a lovely girl. From what and I understand, she did know a lot. She did know a lot about what they were doing because of her experiences. And I think that might have been one of the reasons why she was killed. Because she knew too much. You know? We met, all of us, one time at the Braintree Marriott. And I brought, I was broke, Barbara. I think I had like 15 bucks on me. Okay, I'm not kidding you. I said, I hope we have enough gas to get there and back. And I made, I had a bunch of tuna fish. So I made a ton of tuna fish sandwiches. And um, I made like, you know, I brought sodas and stuff like that. And I brought them in a big bag. And we were sitting in the Marriott Hotel. Next thing you know, it like about an hour later, because Kate's talking about microwave weapons. All of a sudden, I, I'm looking at the front desk, and they're all looking at us. And next thing you know, it, we see security coming. <laughs> okay. But not one person had the money to buy a sandwich. It was the coldest day that we went up there. You know how Boston is. It's even colder. Oh, yeah. And we were freezing. But I had on a, a, a Navy like pea jacket with a red scarf, you know, like a wool scarf. And the perps had sensitized her so much to black and red that every time they chased her, they were in black and red. And she goes, why do you have black and red on? Oh, gosh, said, they triggered you said, to trigger her. I said, it's a winter color. I go, I always wear, you know, it doesn't have to be red. I have many other scarves, you know, I said, but it's freezing out, you know. And then my husband had a black coat on. He had a, a black trench full coat. And she goes, well, why does he have black on? And I said, because it's winter. I mean, these are, these are Navy. They're not black. They're Navy, you know, or dark Navy. And she and then she started freaking out. Then she was okay with us. And um, But I'll never forget that. Nobody had any money to even bring their own lunch. I brought nine sandwiches, and everybody took one. And then at the end, we saw security coming, and I said, Kate, let's get the hell out of here. Otherwise, they're going to call the police, you know, because she was talking too loud. And um, think about it. We're all sitting in the lobby of the Marriott. We're eating tuna fish sandwiches, cracking up our own Cokes and sodas. (laughs) We're talking about microwave weapons. (laughs) What do you think was going to happen? Oh, my God, that's hysterical. That's kind of like the good old days, you know what I mean? I'm going to pee my pants. Oh, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> it was oh. funny. Oh, that's a... That's, and didn't a burp. Lived up that the is street. hysterical. That is absolutely It was. And, I, and, and Kate, Kate's reading, but she's reading way too loud. And I'm looking around because I'm very observant. And I, I see the front desk people, they're like bending over, looking at us. And I go, Kate, can I, can I keep it down, okay? She goes, what, what? 
And I go, no, I go, I go, keep it down. And I go, and then all of a sudden I see the phone. I'm like, they're calling security right now. Let's wrap it up and we'll just continue this like on the phone. And good thing I said that uh, because the security, four security people came in right after that. And Kate said, oh, we're leaving. They said we were going to go to the library. We decided maybe this would be just a nicer place. We're just discussing science, you know. And, and they said, oh, okay. And then we left, but, boy, they came barreling down. So <laughs> that's, that's my that's story. That's hysterical. For that is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> the early days, yeah. You know, it's sad. You know, um, Annette, I've told you about her. She comes to our house every Christmas day. You know, she stays over. And, you know, she has nobody. You know, and her mother just died. Her father died. Uh, her brother has full control over her as far as a, what do you call it, as a uh, guardian, you know? Yeah. So she had a big box in the back. I go, what's in the box, Annette, you know, in her car? Because we were driving to church. And I was sitting in the back. Peter was in the front. She offered to drive. And she goes, oh, some shit my, my brother sent me from the house. And I said, well, what's in it? She goes, I don't know. She goes, I, I told him. I wanted my mother's fur coat. I go, well, it looks like more than a fur coat because I was shaking a little bit. So when I looked on the back, I wanted to see his dress, you know. He, she has her own apartment in Chicopee, all right. It was addressed to the Mental Health Service in Holyoke. It said Mental Health Service, Holyoke, an address, and then Holyoke, Mass., which is only about six minutes from... I, I timed, they said 10 minutes from where she lives. So she stays in an inst- a mental thing sometimes, and he knows she has an apartment. He could have sent that box right to her apartment. She would have got it. But he opted to send it to this mental service place under another woman's name, Suzanne Wessemine, or Wesseman, uh, Wiseman. And that was probably her counselor. So I don't know if she has to check in there a lot. But the mother passed away, and they have a house up in Long Island. The mother left the entire house to her, but he is controlling it. He said, I will sell it, and then I will set up payments that you will get over a lifetime, as if she's not responsible with money, and she is responsible. But there's a good situation. She was on Derek's thing, and we heard her story, and I'm not buying it. I think she was just mentally ill, you know, and just fell into this somehow. And they got to know people. It's more of a social thing. But she's okay. She doesn't bother me. You know, for two days a year, um, she can come. She's always gracious. She's very nice. Uh, we don't have any issues with her. So she has nobody. So, um, you know, I say, I I'm just saying that. I, I agree. I think it is nice. It's. You know, I, I think that of several of the people um, who are tar- are on the calls are not targets. They issues, but you know yeah. that's it's okay. Uh, I think they can find friendship here. Uh, some of them are. Um, there was a cat lady, a lady who lived, a woman who lived in her car, had two cats. Yeah. And she was in Texas. And uh, she went and stayed with this uh, target in uh, California. She invited her to her, her farm. 
and she stayed in a trailer and she she was really trying to uh go stay in the main house lydia's house it's like a ranch and lydia wouldn't let her and finally she asked her to leave because the tra she said the trailer was good enough for her and her cats and if she wasn't happy yeah. with that then she could leave and she, i guess she did um I think maybe she wanted to get into the house to steal, maybe, or uh, um, uh, stature. I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't well, we let had anybody we in had my her, house like me. Yeah, well, we had her come down to occasion. She stayed a whole week when we were living down the cottage on the ocean, you know. It was my mother's yeah. house. And um, she was very nice. There was no issues. But... She stayed with us one time seven days, and she never took a shower. Oh, and some yeah. Europeans, you know, she's Jewish, you know. Some Europeans disbelieve in sponge bathing, you know. And I read a whole article about it. That some people yeah. simply shower all the time. And she didn't smell or anything like that, you know. But she doesn't yeah. wash her hair. Um, and, and it looked fine. I mean, she always looked good and clean and put makeup on and had good clothes, but I noticed every single time she comes to our house on Christmas, she has the identical clothes on, the identical outfit, right down to the sh shoes, well, you know? Well, maybe, maybe it's her best one. I think it is, you know? But don't criticize. I, I should not ever criticize. She, she always is very, very nice and very gracious, and my sister always has, like, like a small party on Christmas Day for really uh, just our family. And my sister even got her a little gift, you know, because she came last year. And she just feels welcome. Do you know what I'm saying? It's just like yeah. she, she has a nice dinner. And, you know, my sister's always, and she lost weight. She lost 22 pounds, and she looked good. And my sister goes, Annette, did you lose weight? I did, Joanne. I've been on a diet. And, you know, she's just never been married. Um, you know what I'm saying? doesn't have a boyfriend, um, and she truly is alone. But what she did, she reinvented herself, uh, works at a uh, senior center, and they got a grant, small grant. She doesn't make big bucks. Um, but she just takes five of the ladies out five days a week um, to do their food shopping and all that kind of stuff. And then she gets free lunch at the senior center, and they pay her like $10 an hour plus a little bit of gas money. So it's a job, it, you know what I'm saying? And it keeps her busy, so it's good. It, she doesn't get a lot, but she might make $150 a week, but it's good for her. They, you know, do, they do the same here. Um, where I moved is kind of like um, a lot of people die here because <laughs> they're so old. This is really, there's a lot of old people here. I mean, old, like. Late 80s, 90s. 90s, 80s, yeah. Are you, are, are you meeting anybody, Barbara, there? I don't want to. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. They all I'm know I'm a target. They all know yeah. I'm a target. Um, some of them have been hit already, so they know what's going on. And the maintenance, um, this is a housing authority, so it's under HUD, and um, maintenance is part of it. HUD is part of it. That's how I first got targeted was through HUD. Right. Telling me that. 
they're still part of it. And this is HUD owned. So they have access to all the, everything that was done to me in Peabody has been done to me here. Wow. So it, it's not as uh, constant. They give me a few hours off during the day. Did you ever get so, his car? Did you ever get your car? No. Well, I bought a van and it, the guy wouldn't uh, inspect it. He said it was going to fall apart, which it did. Uh, I mean, it didn't, but um, I returned it. It gave me back all my money. And then um, I later saw it up in New Hampshire for sale, and they had it down to $800. Wow. Oh, the same car? The same van, it's a conversion van, but the whole front of it is all rusted out. Yeah, you don't want that. That's too much, you know? Right. Well, you don't want to drive down the highway and have your wheels go one way and your van no. go another. <laughs> no, no. It doesn't work that way. So, oh, good. so that's why yeah. he refused to inspect it. I mean, you know, give me a sticker. He put a big green rejection sticker on the front of it and I had to drive yeah. down to Quincy and return it with that on it. They had a yeah. check waiting for me because I called him and told him what happened. Mm -hmm. So he sold yeah. it up in New Hampshire but that was it. I haven't really bought anything yet. I had some good deals on Facebook Marketplace but I haven't followed through and I don't know. <laughs> You still want to get one? If I get something, they'll sabotage it anyway. What about like a little VW Bug or something like that? They're expensive. You know what I? No, you know what I was thinking of getting is a scooter, <laughs> a Vespa Vespa scooter, mm -hmm. something like or that. Or a moped. Yeah. You drive one a moped? I can drive anything. I used to, um, I was, it's so funny. This was back, let's see, 1963, 62, let's see. So it must have been 1963 or 4, 1964. Uh, I, my husband bought a little Honda Dream and he oh, yeah. learned how to drive it. And then he taught me how to drive it. And I used to drive through the town of Haverhill. There was no women driving motorcycles at that time in wow. a, in a culotte <laughs> with flip flops and no helmet. Oh my God. I had quite Here. a figure then too. So I got, you know, <laughs> quite a well, few. I saw time. pictures of you when you were younger and they were nice looking pictures when you were in the service. Yeah. When I was 18, I was. Um, How many years did you serve? Four? Five. Five. That's good. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, so driving a motorcycle, I can drive anything. So I'm still looking. I, I You know, the people here, um, like this guy has a conversion van over here. I already asked if it was a sale, and the lady said, no, that's Willie's. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, but I would love to own something like that. And, um, a lot of the older people here have, you know, decent cars. 
Wow. And, and I was, survive. yeah, they do. And I was wondering if, you know, if any of them are for sale. There's a lot of um, uh, workmen uh, living here too. There's a How lot of condos. How many apartments? Barbara, I'm just going to use the bathroom real quick. I'll be right back. Okay. 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 Maybe I'll go get some grapes. Yeah. You know. So. I was just telling you the people here seem to be doing, you know, okay, and um, I feel very lucky to get this apartment. Mm -hmm. Is that I nicer, much nicer than what, nicer oh, than I the other one you had? Well, I didn't see. I lived in a room, and uh, the bathroom was public, mm -hmm. and even though it was kept meticulously clean, oh, no, the so it was meticulous. They kept it very clean, and I used protection when I went to the toilet. But um, it's nice to have, have your own, own shower and bathroom. everything. Uh, you mean then or uh, there or, or now? No, at the other place. Did you have a shower? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they used to check it every day, and if it needed any toilet paper or or cleaning or anything like that it was done we used to have a little girl come around and check it every day um and that's all she did so well, this um, is where you are now Ipswich. that's a nice town isn't it yeah i am lovely i have my own bathroom i'm so thrilled i can walk in and i don't have to cover the toilet seat with a cover and right, i can just right. pop my ass right down and pee mm -hmm. <laughs> And let me tell you, that's a treat, <laughs> you know, and I oh. got a little chin, yeah. and I'm happy with that, and uh, so. And you got your own little kitchen. Yeah. So, yeah, and the sun comes in my windows in the morning. It's very pleasant. Very nice. But you deserve yeah. it. Yeah. I lived in the cellar for, what, 10 years? And yeah. it, you'd be surprised how much people need windows. Mm. I found, I miss that a lot. Well, the way we designed well, listen, our house. Yeah, go Sorry. ahead. Go Is, ahead. Was that somebody else on or was that TV or? that I heard somebody else talking for a minute. Well, 
One, oh, two, I was three, just saying, people I, came in and left. Oh, okay. In your apartment? No, on the call. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what did you do? Do they want to talk or? I don't know. Okay. Can you see if there's anybody else on the call? I know. Yeah, there's one other person, but 508-888. That ring a bell? That's me. Oh, that's you. Yeah. Um, then there's a 978-368. Who that is? That person's on the call now, right? Just listening? Right. Okay. They should join in, you know, instead of listening. And then there's been one, two, three, four. Four came in and left. Oh, you and should have said, told me that. Well, I wasn't just... watching the board. <laughs> oh, it's important because then most people might not, you know, know if they they can break in or not, you know. Um, it's important that people do come in. Um, Darlene, who's a lovely person, I've known her for years from hysterics, and those who had a big falling out, she said, I'd like to join the call, and I almost convinced her to. And she may have come on, but she said, Lorraine, when I join a call, I'm just going to warn you, I have trolls that follow me on the Internet, Derek and his whole group. And I said, well, I'm not worried about that, you know. And um, she goes, I haven't been on Derek really any follows calls. her? Yeah, I, they had a huge following out, following out, bad, bad, bad. Does you know? Derek still feel threatened by her? Wow. I guess so. I don't know, you know. I would think so. Why would you follow her? I don't know. She just said Derek and his trolls follow me on any call. So I said, well, this is kind of a private call. You know, we've only kind of done it by invitation, you know. And I don't know many TIs. I mean, I talk to them and stuff like that, but I don't like to get involved, you know, uh, with with many of them. The few that I did like, um, they got ousted off the calls, and that was it. I mean, they just had to just disagree once, and that was it, you know. So, um, you know, if you look back, Barbara, on like, uh, I don't know if you remember, years ago, at least for me, nine years ago, I'm sure she was as longer, um, remember uh, John St. Clair? Um, there was a whole nother group. And do you know I actually printed out all of their conversations? I was able to do that somehow. And um, I don't know how it happened, but they, were, they must have been, like, emailing each other. And these were the people then, nine years ago that were the top people in the targeted individual group that were real crusaders. And they were yeah. doing everything. And you say to yourself, where the hell are What do you mean they were now? doing everything? What were they doing? Well, they were doing what we're doing now. You know oh. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just saying, when I came in, it was like they probably had been in a 10 years prior to that. So they were the big people then, um, really, really, really working hard to resolve this, and, and you know, I have so many files and um, important printouts that I printed out. I have to really go through a lot of them again and see what's important and not important. You know, is that like but, Cheryl Welsh's group? Her? Yeah, back then. Well, I don't know if it was hers, but I do remember her. Yeah, what happened to her? 
don't know. Um, I still got my um, card. I joined her organization back from uh, nice 97, person. 97. No, us was 210. But she was around when I was there, too. Yeah, um, she was, was a biggie. Yeah, real big. She put it together. Yes, absolutely. But you say, where are they now? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Are they 70, are they 80, 90? You know what I mean? 70 is not old, but are they 80s now? Or did they pass away? And and I think that's so important that regardless, you know what I mean, where we are now, that, you know, those people should be acknowledged too because they did a lot of work in the past. I think Eleanor White's dead. No, she's alive and kicking. Are you sure? Yeah, about a month and a half ago, a bunch of people, everybody, like Targeted Justice Frank, uh, Derek, everything, she had made a drawing years ago. Right. About, you know, electronic magnetics and all this kind of stuff. And I guess some agency picked it up somehow, accidentally, off the Internet and used it. And I've seen writings from her in the past two months. I don't think it's her. No, it is her. She's she's from Canada. I mean, everybody would know it if she passed away. She is still alive. You can actually call her. You okay. should call her sometime. Cause she's, she was an engineer, and I read everything about her life. And she actually now has built some huge box, huge box. It's almost like a sauna, you know? Right. And she she just sleeps in there every night, you know? And she says they still get through. Yeah. <laughs> Just a joke, you know? Terrible. Um, but it's just, I think it's important that these people, like, start, like, working together and not fabricating things. I mean, Karen Stewart seems to be a lovely person. Um, but, I, you know, you should, be, you should not be making those kind of comments if they're not coming true and then all of a sudden you don't hear from her again. She should be, and I told Frank that, I go, what's going on with her? She should be, you should be upgrading her information every every month, you know? Are you on Facebook? Out. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. She's on there. You'd find out. Anything. Okay. Just Google okay. her name. Or okay. Which part? Because she's on All right. there. Okay. Got her own web page. Okay, I will do that tomorrow. Uh, I'd like to um, see some people, if they're going to be on here. Uh, Now, what happened to Snow Princess? Do you still talk to her? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not lately. Um, She's been, she was targeted really hard there. Yeah, is she okay? Over the holidays, she hangs out with her people. Um, Okay. I haven't heard from her in quite a while. Okay. But her and Frank used to get into it and and have pretty big fights, you know? Yeah. And uh, I said to Frank one time, I go, Frank, I go, Barbara is one of the best TIs around. Susan Tedesco, I don't know her that well, but I've talked to her in the past. I've listened to her. What are you arguing with them for, okay? They've been around a lot longer than you, okay? And he goes, I know. He goes, and then when you guys have that last little thing, Frank said to me, he goes, tell 
Barbara. I am. I respect her. I I absolutely you know agree. She goes sometimes Wayne. I just go off on different things and I get angry. You know. I said, well, you know, you shouldn't be angry if somebody has a difference of opinion. You know, at one point we didn't really think it was all satellite, and I don't think it is either. There are many other. Um, he's you know. perp. He's huh? not a perp, but he's perp. He's triggered. Yes, absolutely. That's why so, I, mean, I, I mean, I have my text anybody. messages from him, and he still sends me the targeted every week, you know. He wanted to be a real asshole. He, he just cut me off. I couldn't kill us. But his attitude is just. He was like a totally different person, Barbara, in his text messages um, that I had ever seen. And I just said, well, you know, he's being attacked, you know. And then he just kept doing it, like sending me um, text messages. And I said, Frank, enough. That's enough. Okay, now stop it. And I left it like he that. Doesn't, he doesn't send me um, invites anymore. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. He's so full of shit. Hasn't done, hasn't done that in a long time. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't really get well. What's today? Today's what, Friday? And he hasn't yeah. called tonight. I didn't even check mine. He probably doesn't want even either. Um, He's all about numbers and getting new people in and new people and new people and new people to keep his call going. That's that's what it's all about. I might, and I, I might, agree with you. I might go in to his call tonight. Who knows? Do it. I don't know. I'm going to cook dinner in a few minutes because I'm on a, a, a new antibiotic. Not an antibiotic. It's like a new medication. And I have to, like, cook dinner and eat. Take the medication. Take it a half an hour before. It's only for cholesterol. But it's like a special one. So um, I've got to do that because i got to stay on the 12-hour thing. Oh, God. Um, well, listen. Next week. Um, How old yeah. are you? 61. Yeah. I decided to retire at 60. Peter retired December 7th. And um, we worked hard all of our lives, and we didn't need this shit, Barbara. You know what I'm saying? But I think regardless of who's on the call, maybe many people like to listen. You know, they just like to listen. They don't like to get involved and talk. Um, I think we we should start coming up with some kind of a plan, okay? And um, you got 840,000 people not getting paychecks, okay, for the past three weeks. And when they cut out the goddamn food stamps, there's going to be a revolution, a revolution in the United States. Um, and well, we that, that yellow meeting. jacket is going global. I guess it's gone into Australia and Ireland, Greece. What's that? Um, the yellow jacket. What is it? It's where the the people in France are tearing apart the state. They took a oh really? Yeah, yeah. They took a you know those John Deere things that scoop up all the earth, and they filled it full of shit, and they threw it in the front of the palace. They've been beating the crap out of the cops. Uh, They had these bed frames, these metal bed frames, and they were throwing them at the police. Um, they've been marching and marching in the street. Oh, you, so you're, you're not aware of this. And I'm on the news and I'm on AOL. You glint to, to RT? What is it? RT? 
What is that? It's the it's the Russian newspaper. Oh, I don't read that. No. Oh, you got to. The guy yeah. is the truth. Yes. We ever read the uh, what was it called? Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera is another one. We can find out what's going on. And so they showed videos of all these people barricading against the police, and they were all wearing these yellow vests. Called You're yellow vests. No. What is people, there, what, what is it all about? Thousands. They're pissed because they're being taxed up the ass. <laughs> and they don't want to pay it. You know, everybody's gone out against the government. So the last I heard is that I think his name is Macron, M-A-C-R-O-N. Yeah. He's the prime minister. Yeah. And he says that he's going to enact, um, what is it, when the it, it, curfew? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, he's, he's going to make it illegal to protest. He's oh, going to enact a law that makes it illegal to protest. What is it called when there's a, I forget the name of that law. Is that going to do it here too? Um, what's it called? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, well, this is what Trump wants to do. He wants to enact right. a... Um, a um, you know, to, security. to take executive power, uh, executive, um, he's basically saying um, that we're in when danger and that he has the right to put this wall up. Oh, God, I, I'm going blank. But call out exactly national what security. What's it called? Yeah, it's, it's call like, out it's the like a, it's a, an act of, God. Um, it's like almost like protecting... Um, uh, protecting from terrorism, protecting from this and that, but there, there's a certain term for it. I, they, it's been on the TV. We, we've had CNN on half the day, right. you know, listening to it. But Watch he's now TV. backing off from that. And he said, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go through the proper channels and see if these people will, um, you know, Agreed listen to me. me. Now, somebody made a good comment the other day, Senator Cruz, and he said, why don't we get the money from El Chapo? <laughs> the one yeah. in the U.S. prison from Mexico. He's worth about $5 billion somewhere, yeah. you know. And I kind of agreed with that. But then Pelosi, what's her name, Peluso, Pelosi? Pelosi. Um, yeah, she's, um, she's quite bright, okay. Her daughter actually made a um, public statement the other day and said, my mother... Um, can slit your throat and you won't even know it until you right. stop bleeding. Yeah. But anyways. What was oh, the I believe that. That Trump wanted to put in. Um, the executive act that Trump wants to put in. He can call an order. Um, oh, it's like an act of emergency. Call out the... No, he called it an an act of emergency that he can, he has the power to put an executive order for an act of emergency. That's how he phrased it, emergency. In other words, we have, um, you know, all these immigrants coming in 
and they're bringing drugs and they're killing people. Did you see the young 22-year-old cop that was killed in California? No. Um, she looked like a model. She was gorgeous. And her grandfather was a cop. I don't know if her father was or not. And she just stopped. To, it was like, I don't know, some kind of a three-car accident. And then next thing you know, it, you know, bullets are being fired. And they killed her. Uh-huh. And the guy who, who shot her ran to a nearby ranch and then killed himself. I mean, what the hell is this, you know? Look, at, you'll see it on, on tonight's news. It's it, She was just beautiful, you know? 22 years old, 22 probably, years old. Lorraine, it probably was a setup. It sounds that way. It doesn't make sense. And I see a lot of things. They're getting to be like, they're looking like, I have friends of mine, um, Barbara, that the things are happening to them, and they don't even know what the hell's going on. Yeah. And, you know, and um, it's it's scary, you know. Well, you could tell them it's asset stripping. Well, I have one friend that understands, she understands the Cuban thing. What do you think of that doctor in Miami? I don't know if he's the one who worked on the Cuban people. He should know. Yeah, but he should be. I, know, get the, I get the hysterics when they say, oh, it was because of crickets. Excuse me. Who said that? I just read it the other day. They said it was either uh, microwave or crickets. Uh, <laughs> now, from what I understand... Crickets don't even come close to microwave, so give me a break. No, absolutely not. Who who wrote that stupid thing? I don't know. I can't remember. I was so disgusted. It was like crickets. (laughs) So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got, I don't think it was microwave. I think it was sonic. Okay. Well, that's what they started with. And then they all agreed. There's a whole article. Go on to Fred. Frank's website, because he does have some good things on there, and there were three prominent, prominent doctors that said um, they they couldn't identify it, so they just called it sonic attacks, and all three of them agreed it was microwave weapons. I mean, how many doctors do you know know anything about being hit with sonic, a sonic bullet? None of them. They have no, no fucking idea what no. it feels like. They have no fucking idea what it sounds like. They have no fucking idea how it feels. Right. So, you know, these professionals yeah, he, are not professionals. This, this doctor and many other people are in agreement that that it is that. But they just don't understand where it's coming from. Well, microwave. They, they actually admitted that it is microwave. They and think not, it not. was microwave. Yeah, but the whole problem is they don't. They they said, is it Russia? Is it Cuba? Is it? Um, it could be from US? a drone. You don't know. You know it could be thing. from a drone. It could be from yeah. a tower. It could be from a satellite. Right, right. I That's mean, why this off the grid thing. I'm in, I'm so in agreement with. I would say it would probably be a drone. You know, that's my bet. Yep, yep. 
I mean, they got these drones, military drones that are up in the air all all the time, and they told us they weren't going to be armed, and I think that's bullshit. I think they're armed, just like these helicopters are armed. I told you what happened one time when I had the helicopters all over my house, you know, less than 100 feet. I called up Otis Air Force Base. Is that that a chat that's going on? Or is that just some perp? I can hear somebody, like, kind of, but I can't make it out. Yeah. No. It's it's you. Did you hear it? Wait, right? There's someone else on the line. Because okay, whenever I talk, they, they start saying something. Yeah. And But you, okay. you really can't hear them. They're like way in the distance. Probably have okay. them muffled. I block them. They're gone. Good. So. Um, Might have been that kid that was on last, last week. Remember when the kid came yeah, in? Yeah, well, they extended an invitation to me from Otis. And they said, Mrs. Thompson, we have no, they asked me what directions the planes were coming from, which directions did they go back to. They were very concerned. I said, well, sometimes so they go right. Did you find out who it was? Well, well, no, they, they said they wanted to. And I said, they, they, oh, they didn't know they who it was? No. <laughs> and you never found out who it was? No. They and never they told said, But the only thing is I sent them pictures of the helicopters. They were black, like big-ass, you know, uh, uh, you know, black helicopters. You know, the, what do you call them? Um, losing it. Um, but anyways, there was no symbol on the tail underneath. He said, we had of one of those. We had one of those go over our house. Those are the feds. They were looking for drugs. He said, do you, do you see like a circle with like an A? I said, no. He goes, do you see a, like, he goes, you know what the, the Air Force postcard is? I said, yeah, I know what it is. It's white and red, you know, white and orange, really. He said, right. I said, I've seen Coast Guard-looking helicopters that come over, and they have no symbols. Usually they say Coast Guard on them. He goes, yes. He goes, on the Black um, Blackhawks. Because you don't see a symbol? I go, no. That's a fed. Those are the fed drug uh, helicopters. They invited us over. They invited me personally over. They said, come anytime you want to. We'll give you the list of the planes that have gone out and the list of the planes that are in the hangars right now. And he goes, and we have no drones. I go, oh, yes, you do. You're one of six drone bases in the world now. So let's not even go there, Okay. I said, I had the Predator go over my house, the Predator. It was on the, in the front of Time Magazine like four years ago, right on the front cover, going over like a city or a house. It was huge. I'm in the garden. I'm not kidding you, Barbara. And I see this huge cloud, and I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, it's a perfectly sunny day. I look up, and I've got a, my house is 50 feet across, okay? This thing is about 500 yards above my house. It's just floating by as slowly as possible. No motor. You can't hear anything. And it was probably about 80 feet long. Wow. Something out of a, uh, like a sci-fi movie, you know? And um, I had... I didn't know they were that big. 
Oh, they're huge. They're big. I mean, those. I mean, I mean, I wish. And of course, I'm on my hands and knees gardening. Of course, I didn't have my camera or my phone on me. You know, that's. I mean, that would have been a picture. I mean, an incredible picture. And um, it was 28 degrees one morning, and I'm going out to my car. I was going to work, and I see this thing bouncing like 10 feet from me. I'm like, what the hell is that? It was a bumblebee stuffed animal just bouncing in the air. It was a drone, okay? It was easily, easily six to seven inches long with legs hanging off it and everything. And Peter said, next time you see it, get one of those little kids' nets, you know, when they catch fish, you know, in a pond or something. He goes, you could have caught that. I said, I could have caught it because it wasn't going fast, you know. It was slow as hell. And I'm looking at it. I'm going, it's 28 degrees. And number two, it's six inches long. It's not not a bumblebee. You know, it was crazy. I've seen all this stuff, you know. So... They're, 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 they're testing out everything, you know, stupid people. All right. Well, listen, um, I think I'm going to cook dinner now and let's see if we can get a few more people on next week. What are you going to do this week? Anything special? I have all my stuff still in storage. Hmm. I'm trying to get it down here. Do you have help? <clears throat> well... My grandson, but he's he's kind of putting me off. I think he's, you know, he just doesn't want to do it. It's a lot of work. So I'm trying to get them to oh, rent a van. Oh, well, you know what the best thing to do? Is those rent a car, those rent a vans or right. moving little movies? They're like nineteen ninety five a day. Right, U haul. That's what I that's had before, and it worked out great. Yeah. And that's what I want to do again and fill it up. I want my couch and I want my chair here. Oh, you don't have any of your furniture there? I have one chair and a table, and uh. A uh, collapsible chair, uh, like a deck chair, and uh, a little rug. I, you know, I, all my stuff is in storage. I'm trying to go get it. Oh, so I told my grandson, call him. I'll pick it up, and I can go move all the boxes and leave the heavy stuff. I got a chair and a couch, and uh, that's about it that I can't move. I said, I can move everything else. I just need the van. So I got to get him to get me a van. So, it's a, yeah, but then a couch is pretty heavy for one person, for him to carry himself. No, for me, me and him, we they have carts there. Oh, okay. You can put him on the cart and roll it right to your van. How far is situated from where we are? Ipswich is um, up by Rowley. Up by Rowley. A couple of other towns. Is it after Situate? I don't know. Are you you, you near more Gloucester? Like Gloucester? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what would you say? An hour ride? More? 
dat we Boston. For me to get to Boston? No, if we were driving from the Cape, we're at the beginning of the Sagmore Bridge. Would we have to go through Boston to um, get there? Would you stay on Route 3? goes into 128. I have no clue. <laughs> have no clue. I'm really sorry, but I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Anything below Boston, I'm totally ignorant about. Hold on. Let me ask Pete. Peter, how far is Ipswich from our home? North Shore. You're on the North Shore. We got a screen screen sharing something. A target on. You want to say something? Hello? Great. The Gay Pride Group, Los Angeles, California. I'm really sorry. What's Um, going on? They just came in and did a video. Screen sharing extension. Hello, anybody there? Speak up. On your call? Yeah. Kidding me? No. How the hell would they even get your number? No clue. But. Peter always tells him he's not homophobic, okay? (laughs) Well, I just blocked him. And Whatever came down, if, you, if you're having a really hard time, Barbara, and you can't get your grandson to do it, Peter does have a truck. And, you know, to do it where he just sees a break. We've just been doing nothing but driving to Western Mass every weekend. We're so fucking sick of it. And I just said... What have you been going to Western Mass for? parents live there. His parents oh. are in a facility. See, they came. They only live from the next town from us. And then we, they decided on this facility. Um, they didn't realize, you know, when they had problems, it's a two-hour drive for us, four hours round yeah. trip. That's yeah. a long, wow. long trip. And I'd yeah. feel a lot better if I had, like, a brand-new car or something like that. But I could buy one, but I'm just, I just don't want to get into it right now, you know. And mm. um, I bought these two cars brand-new. They're now 10, 11 years old. We've kept them up. But... You well, know, listen, when you get ready to sell them, mm-hmm. what are they? One's a uh, 207 Grand Jeep Cherokee. And the other one's okay. a Dodge Dakota truck. When you get ready to sell one of them, let me know. I will, because I won't trade it in. Um, I mean, we, we, we've kept them up, you know what I'm saying? But... I know. Are, I mean, the miles aren't bad. I mean, one has 108 on it. Peter only has like 82. But we're we're racking up. We're only we're we're home together now. You know. I mean, I do my thing. I have to go out and do things. He has to do one thing. But one one winter, you know, what we did. We only used one car. We put his car away, and because he does on a four wheel drive, and I do, and um, we used one car, and it worked out fine. You know, mm. yeah, but no, I will. I'll keep that in mind. But I'm just saying, if we get to that point, if you know, like in like a month, or you know, let's hopefully that we don't get get into big snowstorms. So far, we've been pretty lucky, except for this terrible cold. 
Um, but if you get to the point, we can get up early and get out and find you and do it. How far is your storage facility from your house? It's in Peabody from okay. Ipswich. And how far is that? Um, if you go the highway, it's maybe half hour, oh, okay. 45 minutes. And uh, round trip, you know, it's it's kind of a haul. So, but uh, um, I'd be more than glad to pay him. Well, it's just it's not that it's just uh, he said to me it's about definitely an hour and a half to get up to Ips, um, Ipswich. So it would be a long. It would be. It'd be all day. I don't need yeah, to stay you. over. <laughs> We get my, my couch here. Up. You could sleep on the couch. <laughs> yeah, um, I wouldn't let him drive alone. To be honest with you, I don't let. Let him me let alone. me work. Let me work on my grandson. Okay, if you have a problem, I can take can the train. It. I can take the train. I can pick up the van and drive here. So. Do you still have the those money to buy vans, If you've got to move anything, those are a U-Haul vans are great. They're awesome. I saw somebody the other oh, day. Oh, my God. Like 20 bucks. You know, they got I new ones. Really? And they open wide, and they, they're like these long things. It's like incredible where you can fit in them. What floor are you on? Do you have an elevator in your house, uh, your floor? Or no. no. It's okay. just like three little three little steers up. Oh, that's not bad. No. Okay. It's like three oh. steers, four steers, and three steers. So, and it's um, wide. Okay. Well, let me talk to Pete. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't be this weekend, but his mother's birthday is at the end of the month. Um, and I told him we're not going down anymore. You know, we, we've made so many trips. No, I, she called me. And then I, she goes, huh? It's like I'll riding to New York every single time we go. I'm not kidding you. So, um, <clears throat> it's, um, you know, he's just, you know, he's, he's such a pleasant person. You know, you don't know Peter, but he's just, a really nice person, you know. He he helps out so many people, and he's such a good man, you know. Uh, for this to happen to him was just a uh, just a, a very terrible thing, and and uh, that's why this year we just really, really all of us have to work incredibly hard to get this stopped, you know. So um, I'll call you, I'll, I'll I'll tune in next week, and I will send you that information I told you about. I didn't take that Dr. Phil show very seriously. I saw oh, some of it. Oh, did you watch that? Did you watch that? I didn't watch it because I didn't. Um, you know what happens sometimes with Derek? He'll send it and it said, oh, here's the thing. And, the, and then it just disappears. You cannot find it in your old meal, your junk meal. It just, it's just completely wiped out. Hello? Hello? I heard that too, Barbara. Well, anyway, I heard that. Hello. Lonely people. That's all they are. You know. I heard that um, 
he it was it's just stupid the whole thing was stupid yeah well you know the whole problem was she just immediately started saying aliens you know and did it make her look terrible and then she finally realized that something else was going on but she didn't know right yeah and they always take those people on you know they wouldn't. They wouldn't bring John. Why doesn't Doctor John Hall go on there? You know. I guess he doesn't want to because of his profession. Oh, well, that would just make it that much more credible, you know. Um. Yeah, I suppose he's still working too. Hello. Hello. I blocked him. Hello. All right. Well, I'll talk to Pete, and if you have no luck, we'll help you out, Barbara, okay? I think I'll be okay, but thank you very much. You you got a second uh, offer if you need it, okay? (laughs) Aren't you sweet? I really appreciate it, but I, I... I I think I'll it'll be okay. We'll you know <laughs> by hook by crook I'll I'll get it here one way or the other. Thank right. you for your offer, Lorraine. I'm very grateful for it. Okay, no problem. You take All care. All right, I'm gonna cook dinner. Okay. Talk and, to you later. Uh, yeah. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Good night. Bye. Bye bye. Okay. Let's see. Ah, all right, I should undo that. Ah. Yeah, okay. Um. See how do you how do you unblock invite mute all chat? That's I was looking for chat. Okay, anyone in chat? There we go. Yeah, start presenting, downloading the download. One for talk show patrol and allow everyone. Yeah, participants. Good. Okay. Well. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, I'm gonna keep this open for a while. It's eight o'clock, and uh, I said I would keep this open till nine o'clock. Um, I'm going to. Uh, sorry, I'm eating grapes. <laughs> um, take a little break here. Um, let's see. What do I want to talk about? Um. I wanted to talk about um, 
I saw the target who gave me some information. His name is Pat. Very smart man. And um, what happened was um, he, he put, I had known about Pavlov, Pavlov's dogs, where he trained the dogs to eat to the bell. And I had seen this in this community years ago. And, but this other target named Pat gave me the word and he called it anchoring. And what targets, what happens to targets is targets are anchored. They're anchored to a color or a sound or a, a signal or it can be anything. It's called death by a thousand cuts. And what they do is they can, you can, you're trained to see this color. I'll use a color like um, lime green. And you can have this color um, connected to fear. You see lime green, you feel threatened. You're, you go into a flight or fight mode where you either want, want to run away or you fight. This opens the subconscious because the subconscious takes over. That's where your survival mode has developed from when we were first developed. It was, it's, it's something, the survival of the uh, individual. So what happens is um, this opens your subconscious, your subconscious takes control of your entire body, takes control of your eyes, takes control of your ears, takes control of your mouth, takes control of your heart rate, breathing, the whole nine yards, Oops. subconscious. Your conscious is on hold, been entirely blocked. So if some stimulus comes in at this particular time, your subconscious will accept it. In other words, if a audio of intense fear comes your way with the color lime green flash before your eyes, you're gonna always see lime green as a, a threat. So when you go out shopping or you go to the street or you walk down the street or you do whatever you gotta do and you see the color lime green, you immediately associate it with fear and you go into a flight or fight mode. Now this can be done a thousand times a day continuously putting you into a state of uh, flight or fight, subconscious. And this eventually, over a period of time, will call, cause PTSD. This will cause you to go into a PTSD mode so that whenever you see this color, you feel threatened, you're full of fear, and they can manipulate this to such a high degree that they can turn you into a mentoring candidate. It can turn you into a killer. So 
That's how it works. It's called anchoring, death by a thousand cuts. And what's the third one that he come out with? He come out with um, uh, death by a thousand cuts, anchoring. And uh, I hate it when I can't remember. Mm. Um. Okay, it's death by a thousand cuts. What is it? Um, anchoring and um, yeah, where is it? Here. Anyway, you get my drift. Um, I can't remember the third uh, one, the third step, but I will. And. This is how um, you're controlled. Uh, they can, when they set you in a fear or flight mode, they can drop any trigger in there that they want. And your subconscious will accept it. And this is what's being done to people all across the United States. This is called targeting. And this is how it's carried out. First, they um, say you listed. Somebody put your name on the list. Okay, mine was the Mayor region in PVD Mass. And he told his, um, my um, landlord, he asked me where I lived at the meeting, and I told him, and he went, ooh. And he knew right then and there what he was going to do. I had no clue. I just thought his reaction was, at the time, very, very strange. I thought, wow, kind of wacko. And I didn't realize he was a thug and a fucking asshole and a Nazi and a maggot. I didn't realize that, you know. I respected the mayor, you know, who's like a doctor, you know. Little did I know. So anyway, I found out where I live. He notified my... Landlord, Stuart Cummins. And uh, the label that the kids on the golf course who maintenance uh, said I was notified that I was a busybody. That's why I was targeted. That's why the region uh, basically destroyed my life. Asset stripping, you know, chased me all over the country. Gettys Mangelidens maintenance people involved. Um, they they owned a third of the the golf course land that they were building on the watershed, and Peabody's water was horrible. It was like Flint, um, not as toxic, but it was the color of foamy, stinky. You're taking a shower, halfway through your shower, this spray of chocolate brown water comes out of your faucet, foamy and stinky, and you get sprayed with that, and that's it. You, you walk out of the shower worse than when you walked in. So anyway, um, <clears throat> he notified my landlord, and then him and his maintenance people went after me. And they had uh, Sonic then. They would go in my apartment and... Um, break things, things you threw away that be on your coffee table, um, drink all my booze, played with my VCR, um, 
uh, mess with my food, you know, shit like that. So I put a camera, a video camera in the closet by the door and set it on. And I had them coming and going all day while I was at work. Um, you know, doing shit, emptying my car. That was Danny McKenna. And finally they they pulled out the shit on me. Um, I should go into it, but I'm not going to hear. Um, It was a local drug thug. They got to, and then the cops got involved. And uh, a couple of cops saw the hole they had drilled in my wall. You know, they sprayed my sheets with bug spray so that I ended up full body uh, contact dermatitis. They put impetigo on my cheek. They, they planted implants in my forehead with fiber optic. These people crazy. They, they just were. It was like they could do whatever they wanted to do to me. And they did. Incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. They, they they made me walk naked downstairs and then they educated me and told me I was ugly. I was 55 years old. What the fuck were they doing? You know? These weren't these weren't these were little diddly boys fucking around. You know? I was an old lady then. And they had me walk down the stairs naked and, and call me ugly. I mean, what the fuck was that? This is the mentality I was dealing with. <laughs> you know? Incredible. Well, anyway. Yeah, after he died, his daughter took it out with his son-in-law, whom he had given the job of deputy fire chief. His daughter's husbands were part of the government local. They all had good jobs. I got fired for stealing under another mayor. Probably was doing it the whole time Teresa was in office. <laughs> anyway. Renfante's the one who he was next. Next mayor. He's the one that fired him. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
So anyway, the son-in-law, Nelson, he um, used to go home and sleep during the day when he was on shift, and his neighbor used to call up the man and complain to him about it. And he always parked his truck on Lynn Street in uh, front of this girl's house. I think maybe he used to go sleep there so the neighbor wouldn't report him. Anyway, um, his truck was parked there a lot. Anyway, um, what really pissed me off about this is his daughter got very upset about um, my telling my story about what her dad did to me. And what really pissed me off more than anything was not the fact that um, that he destroyed my life, took it apart piece by piece, was the fact that she thought this was okay, this was normal. It didn't bother her, and it didn't even ever concern her, the fact of what her father did to my life. So to me, this tells me that he did it before, and she accepted it as being normal to destroy one's life. And I guess so, because she and her husband started going after me. So they think this behavior was okay. Uh -huh. I think destroying someone's life That's a big issue, you know. I think that's why the preps don't like it when I tell them that I hope what happens to what they did to me, they get done to them twice over. I don't think they like that at all. I think that would scare the shit out of them, you know? How did you like it, Pearl? What you're doing to me, you get twice over. I'd like to see that. So that's what I wish on perps. I think they're 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 making money off my body. They're making money doing this, and they're taking my life from me. So. That's how I see it. These are mercenary maggots. Malicious. Mercenary 
malicious maggots. I'm damn crazy about me saying this. I ain't crazy about what they're doing in my life at all. Get the fuck off me, you know? You know? So that's how I feel about them, you know. <clears throat> I want to harm me and mine. So. You leave my family alone. Your time will come. My time will come. My time will come. So. My time will come. Not crazy about it. You know, you people deserve it. So, <clears throat> um, you know. So, anyway, I, I'm running out of steam here, so I'm going to hang up. I'll take 14, and uh, I know for a lot of people this probably was boring. Me and um, Lorraine just chatting. So we're going to figure something out here. Get some hmm. oh. yeah. It's all right. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, I'm going to hang up now. Um, I'm just looking at my board and uh, start recording.